I know we're having lots of inflation, but there are some things out there that are still really cheap. I'm Jared Dillian, and welcome to the Be Smart Podcast, where we talk about how not to be an idiot with your money. So we've been living with inflation for a little over a year, and some things have gotten really expensive. Lumber has gotten really expensive. Cat food has gotten really expensive, as I know. Beef, rental cars, hotel rooms, all these things have gotten really expensive. But there are some things out there that are still cheap. Yeah, there are some things out there that are still cheap. So let's talk about it. One thing that is really cheap is books. Books are still cheap. They're incredibly cheap. Think about it. You might pay 20 bucks for a book. You might spend 10 hours reading it, which is about $2 per hour of entertainment. There is nothing else out there that is that cheap. You get movie tickets for 15 bucks. It's two hours. It's $7.50 per hour. Books are the cheapest form of entertainment. So prices have gone up a little bit. You used to have $25 hardcovers. Now you have $30 hardcovers. But still, on a per hour basis, this is the cheapest form of entertainment out there. $2 per hour of entertainment. There is nothing that beats books for value. Now, my wife reads voraciously. She reads about two to three books a week, and she gets them for free. She reads them on her iPad. She hooks up to the local library. She reads books out of the library, and she has entertainment for hours, and it's free. Books are the cheapest form of entertainment out there. You can buy used books. You can buy cheap books off of Amazon. It is incredibly cheap. Now, the other thing that's cheap is music. You know, most people get their music from Spotify these days, and Spotify is all kinds of controversy right now. I'm not talking about that. Spotify, I don't even know what it costs. It costs like 15 bucks a month or something like that, and you get access to all the music in the world for 15 bucks a month. Like, it is incredibly cheap. Now, you remember what music used to be like in the old days. You go to Record Town, you go to Tape World, you go to Sam Goody or Tower Records, and there was a song that you wanted to hear, and in order to hear that song, you had to buy a CD, which was an album, so you had to spend 15 bucks just to hear that song, and plus you would get like 11 other songs that you didn't care about, but you basically had to spend 15 bucks just to hear one song. Those days are gone. Spotify, any music in the world, basically for free, for less than a penny, it's incredibly cheap. Nobody's making any money off of this. That's the crazy thing about Spotify. Nobody is making money at Spotify. Spotify is not making any money. They're not charging enough. The artists aren't making any money. I heard that Taylor Swift makes like $70,000 a year off of Spotify. And she's like the number one person on Spotify. You know, when you hear about Neil Young quitting Spotify because of Joe Rogan, of course he's going to quit Spotify. He doesn't get paid by Spotify. He probably makes like 5000 bucks. You know, for him, just the publicity of quitting is worth more than the money he was making from Spotify. So after Neil Young, there were all these other people that quit Spotify. Yeah, they're not making any money. <laughs> of course they can walk away from that. It's all about incentives. You know, I don't like Spotify because I'm a music nerd and most of the music I listen to is not on Spotify or even if it is, it's radio edits. So with dance music, it's typically like a six, seven, eight minute track. And what they do is they truncate the beginning and the end 
and they create a radio edit that's like three or four minutes long, and that's what people think is a song, but it's not the song. I want to get the whole song, and I need it for DJing, so I don't listen to Spotify. I spend about 50 bucks a week on music, $200 a month or $2,400 a year, which is a lot more than people spend on music. If you count all the CDs that I bought and all the music I bought online off of Beatport, I probably spent $30,000 on music in my lifetime, in my lifetime, and that's still cheap. Music should be a lot more expensive relative to the amount of time that people put into it, but everyone wants to be a musician or producer, so there's an oversupply of labor. If people stopped producing music, the cost would go up but nobody's going to stop producing music. Basically, what I'm saying here is between books and music, we're talking about information. We have an unlimited supply of information. Information is cheap. There's just a fire hose of information out there, and it's driven the cost down to zero. Now, I'm going to make a controversial statement, okay? Food is cheap. Oh, yeah. Food is cheap. Now, food is a lot more expensive than it was last year, but on an absolute basis, food is still pretty cheap. We have no idea what expensive food looks like in this country. I mean, we're bitching about these tiny price increases. We have no idea how much some people pay for food in the world. You know, we have no idea what expensive food is. Nobody is going hungry because food is too expensive. Okay. And I'm going to push back at a prevailing narrative here. And people talk about food insecurity, and they say that one out of five people is hungry in this country. I'm going to say that hunger is not so much of a problem. We're not talking about a lack of food. We're not talking about famine, okay? You have to distinguish between the two things. It's not, it's not famine. It's not that people don't have enough food. What it really is is poverty, okay? And we, we call it something else. We call it hunger, but it actually is poverty or it's nutrition. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with enough food. It's the right kind of food. And yes, we have poverty in the United States. And yes, we have people who consume unhealthy foods, but we don't actually have a problem with famine where there simply isn't enough food to go around. There's plenty of food, but we call it a hunger problem. And I think it's because people are more sympathetic if you characterize it as hunger rather than poverty, because here in the United States, we have all these hangups about poverty because we think, you know, we think poverty is somebody's fault that they played a role in it. Okay. But it's not hunger. It's there's enough food. Seriously. So anyway, I don't have any problems with anti-hunger programs or anti-poverty programs. I don't. We need to take care of people who are truly indigent. I just think we need to be more specific with our terminology. But food is still pretty darn cheap. I will say that I go shopping with my wife and we check out with, you know, we'll have like $130 worth of groceries. And I look at the cart and the cart's like empty. There's like nothing in the cart and it costs 130 bucks. So yeah, it's gotten more expensive. That's And that's the amazing thing about grocery stores is that their inflation pass through vehicles. So the cost of food has gone, you know, when grocery stores buy their food, that's gone up. They just pass it along to consumers and their margins probably expand. You know, we have the most sophisticated and scientific food supply network in the world. And if we ever do have a problem with hunger in this country, it'll be because we fuck something up. 
<laughs> and, and we're in the process of doing that. We're in the process of doing that. Right now, Biden is going after the beef companies for antitrust. Do you think that this is going to increase or decrease the supply of beef? Okay. This has the potential to make things a lot worse. Electronics are cheap, are still cheap. Okay. Phones, computers, tablets, all this stuff. It's all very cheap. Prices have been going down in electronics for 40 years. Straight down. They've been going down for 40 years. Prices have stopped going down. Prices are no longer going down. They're going up a little bit. But electronics are still amazingly cheap. Unless you're buying like a $3,400 MacBook, electronics are cheap. If you think about what goes into making a phone, it's an incredibly sophisticated piece of technology with the semiconductors and the chips and the metals and the glass. It's manufactured in China and shipped back to the United States. Actually, you know, people say, wow, a phone is so expensive. It costs a thousand bucks. I'm like, man, it only costs a thousand bucks for that. Like, that's actually pretty impressive. So there are some things that are still cheap out there. What does that mean? Nothing. I just thought I would point it out. You don't hear as much chatter about inflation these days. That's because people believe that the Fed will be successful in lowering inflation to a manageable level. And I do think that inflation is going to go down a little bit this year. I think it could get down to four and a half percent, which is still high, but much lower than seven percent. But are we sick of talking about inflation? Too bad. We're going to be talking about it for the next 20 years. Let's talk about all the things that are not cheap. Housing is not cheap. Higher education is not cheap. Medical care is not cheap. But we've known this for a long time. If you want to know why these things are not cheap, it's because they are subsidized. If you get government out of housing, higher education, and medical care, all this stuff would be a lot cheaper. If we had a free market in healthcare. You could go to the doctor, you could pay $40 cash, you'd be out the door, and you would be better off, and the doctor would be better off. The doctor would be richer in the long run. Just take the third parties out of the equation. All these discussions sort of went away in the last seven years because, you know, Obamacare was implemented, and I remember the website didn't work and all that stuff, but, you know, it was implemented and it was unstable for a few years, and now it seems to be stable. And now pretty much everyone has access to medical care or insurance if they want it. And it costs money, but it didn't break the federal budget and it didn't blow up the healthcare system. So situation normal, all fucked up. There does not seem to be a big push for single payer these days. That was happening for a while. I think people like the status quo. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Obama was Obamacare was supposed to be a stalking horse for single payer. But there is no appetite for that right now. So regulations increase the cost of doing business and also increase complexity. The more state involvement in an industry, the more expensive it is going to be. Now, if you got the government involved in financial newsletters, then they would cost twice as much. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, I got a couple of trips coming up. I'm going to be in Miami in February for a business trip. I have uh, a DJ gig in Dallas on March 5th, so reach out to me if you want to go to that. I have another DJ gig in New York on April 1st. That's going to be a big Daily Dirt Nap party. And another one in Palm Beach on May 18th. And after all these years, my music career is finally taking off. Trust me, if I could get paid halfway decent money to travel around and play music, I would not be talking to you guys. 
Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.